And the masters of the universe. I am Adam, Prince of Eternia and defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull! Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. As promised last week, we are continuing our sort of mini season devoted to He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, looking at, well, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Funny that. Yeah, funny that. Um, Just a couple of disclaimers on tonight's episode, guys. I've been excited to do this one for a very, very long time. Um, The reason we haven't done it, in fact, for so long is because I think it's just kind of such a massive... It's just such a massive thing for us that we, yeah. we've just kind of left it alone. Um, and, and so we did it on specials and we did She-Ra and stuff. Um, so I'd be really excited to record this one tonight. Uh, however, it just so happens to have fallen on what is the hottest day in the UK all year and the middle of our very first actual weather warning for heat. So that is all a roundabout way of saying If the video suddenly vanishes or if you're not watching video at all, that is because either one of us has passed out or I I feel the need to remove clothing. Um, Yes, I'm doing my best for you here, guys. Yeah, but (laughs) But, but, by and large, there won't be video of of that because certainly in, in my case, it's not a pretty sight. I mean, yeah, look, especially when we're talking about He-Man, nobody wants to see me getting my chest out. (laughs) Well, I do Um, have better tits than Evelyn, so, you know. Uh, well, fair play. Um, so, so, yeah, look, we'll do our best. But this room that I'm in, I'm sure it's the same for you as well. This room that I'm in is hotter than hell at the moment. So yeah. we're going to do our best to keep energy levels up. But just, just that little disclaimer, folks. I'm sure everybody else <laughs> in the UK is suffering just the same as we are. Although by the time this comes out, it'll be pissing down with rain again. And you'll have forgotten that it was ever warm. Um, yeah. So, you know, also any weird squeaky noises are not my asshole. It is me sticking to my chair. Uh, Honest, girl. <laughs> Yeah, honest, Gav. So, right, disclaimers out of the way. Uh, <laughs> let's just dive in. Let, let, let's just dive into this. Um, like I said, I've, I've, I've wanted to do this for a very long time. He-Man is a huge part of my life. I've I've spoken on the show many, many times about what He-Man meant to me as a child. Um, this was my thing. You know, some people had Star Wars figures. Some people had G.I. Joe I had He-Man. He-Man was my first proper, proper fandom, I would say, where I had to have all the all the figures and I was obsessed with the backstories. I loved the little comics that came with them as well. That may even be where my love of comics came from. Who knows? Um, so I, I really, really loved He-Man as a child. Um, and it is something, again, that I have rewatched as an adult many, many times as well, knowing full well that actually kind of shit. Uh, <laughs> But I think I mean that's that's what one of those things that in we've talked about nostalgia on the show and effect nostalgia. It's something that you no know, every I mean certainly every of our age remembers He Man. I mean I being that little I know it's a year or so younger than you. You know it's it's a year and change. I think there's not much in it. Um, but you're closer to my brother's age than than my age. And so my brother was the same. He had, no we had all the no we we had the castles. We had all the figures. We had the vehicles. Um, and so I grew up with that, and it was one of those that you no, know, I had I had Thundercats, I had Ghostbusters, but we, like, we there were always He-Man stuff around. And actually, I was at my parents' house on Sunday, 
and looking through stuff um number two was look, was looking for toys to play with and some of my old toys are there um and actually when i was going through the box there are more he-man figures left than anything else half of them got any fucking legs that's Which the problem we'll with those to. figures. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there were still there were quite a lot of them there. Um, no, no, the, we didn't. The, the, the main ones were like He-Man wasn't there and Skeletor wasn't there because they were the ones we played with the most, so they were the ones who got fucked up quickest. But like yeah. Mechanek is still there. Um, Triclops is still there. Um, the grey dude with the red head, whose name I can never remember. Dude with the red head. What did he do? I can't remember. Um, Don't know. I'll, I'll look him up now. Um, but yeah, he's still there. Um, the one with the bug eyes from Shira, with that come out and store the toy and the toy that come out and stole. So that's yeah, yeah, still yeah. there. I've, so these are all still there, and they they're relatively durable. Like my my Thundercats all fell apart. The only one I've got left is Hygra. Um, my Ghostbusters are still there, but they're kind of dinky and falling apart a little bit now as well. Um, but yeah, they, those the, there are still a couple of He-Man ones there, and the vehicles as well. Um, we had that um, the round black one with the the red thing that spun around the edge of it. So you wheel, oh, yeah, you wheeled yeah. it along, and it so it moved itself. We've got that still there. And there's the green sort of single-seater vehicle, like the, the single-seater car type thing. The Land Shark. Do you mean the Land Shark? Probably, Probably yeah. That's the one that's got, like, the, the cat tracks on it. The yeah. Cat tracks. Yeah, it's the, it's the Land Shark. Um, yeah, so I I had, um, yeah, I had both castles as well. I had this huge collection. I, I remember I, I carried them around in a suitcase. Don't ask me why I was a child. Probably... Well, probably it was probably some sort of official box or carrier case that my parents couldn't afford. So I got this like tattered old fucking Paddington Bear looking suitcase. I'm talking a hard motherfucking suitcase uh, that I kept all these figures in just kind of jumbled together. And it was only He-Man figures in this suitcase. None of my other action figures went in. And that was where the He-Man figures lived. Um, they stayed with me for a, for a very long time until I eventually handed them down to my cousin. I don't know if he still got them uh or whether they've you know since gone to a tip or found another home um i don't know uh but it broke my heart giving them away then but it was something that i was told i had to do didn't want to do it had to do it um and you know looking back at it now it it still breaks my heart like i'd, I'd still love to have some of those figures around and i swear to god if i still had it i would still be playing with modulock to this fucking day um <laughs> Because, you know, if, if you're a fidget, Modulock is like the best thing ever. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's impossible to talk about this cartoon without talking about that toy line because the toy line came first. Um, you know, this isn't a chicken or egg situation like it is with some of the shows like Thundercats and Transformers and some of those other ones where, you know, the cartoons were advertising, the toys were advertising the cartoons and the snake was eating his own tail. This yeah. this absolutely became that. And that was the intent from day one. Um However, those toys were out before the cartoon, and that's yeah. led to actually quite a quite a fractured kind of timeline. Uh, we talked about this briefly last week on Who Wins when we were talking yeah. about Skeletor or Mumra as well, but there is actually sort of quite a lot of differences between the backstory of the toys and the backstory of the cartoon. And then as later waves of toys would come out, they kind of fell into step with the cartoon. Some of them got shifted over to Shira because the He-Man cartoon had actually finished because the toys were so successful that they kept going. But yeah, they used to come, as I as I said, with those little mini comics. Yeah. I, I say mini, like a bit of the size of the figure. They were fucking huge, but a bit of the size <laughs> of a normal comic. They were yeah, they, they were quite small. Um and it was totally different in tone and style and everything to the actual cartoon. And that always confused me as a child, but I distinctly remember actually preferring the comic. And that's not me being hipster about it. There was just something like the comics were, were quite dark compared to the, to the show. They, they were much darker. Um, and even as a kid, I just think I responded to that that 
that little bit more. However, having said all of that, um, th like this was event TV for me as a kid. If He-Man was on, you were not shifting me from the TV. Mm. That was it. And uh, there are some of these episodes that I've seen more times than I can remember. In rewatching um, for this show, I've pulled some of the DVDs out. I've got the show on DVD. Um, and I'm able to actually go, oh, I like that one. I like that one. I like, and stick my favourites on. And I don't know them word for word, but, you know, even watching them now for probably the first time in about three or four years since I last put He-Man on, um, it, there's still a lot of it that feels very familiar to me uh, just because I've, I've grown up with it and it's stayed with me that much. And there are, there are music cues and sound effects from this show that... I swear to God, I can just close my eyes at night and hear. There are yeah. like like the sound of of the power coming off the sword, yeah. for instance. That kind of I, I can hear that in my in my mind now. The sound weirdly, the sound of He Man running is a sound that I've always like any foley anywhere where someone's running. If it doesn't sound like He Man running, I'm just like that's wrong. That just sounds wrong because running should sound like He Man running. It's, he's got a very distinctive yeah. thump. Yeah. when he runs the one that did it for me i i haven't watched it in sort of you know in, de in depth probably i think the last time was we we did it when we were editing so probably about 15 years ago mm -hmm. um, we had an afternoon of it while waiting for stuff to render um so i've picked up probably about four or five episodes today um just to sort of remind myself not that i needed much reminding but there's one sound effect that always gets me and it's always where um something metallic is involved in a fight and it's not hitting anything else but it's like this sort of this ching that follows that sort of precedes an explosion yeah and the that and they use it in Thundercats as well. Yeah. Uh, and as soon, whenever I heard I heard that today, I said um, number two had an appointment, so I sat in the waiting room um, watching the amount of my iPad, which seems to be my thing now. Um, and yeah, when that noise was, oh fucking hell, I'd forgotten about that. And it's the stupidest thing. It it's, is. It's, it's like half a second of yeah. pinging. It's also like you know there there are things like. I think this isn't unique to He-Man. I think this is this is something that, you know, if you're exposed to a thing as a child for the first time and it's something that, that you watch a lot of, then I think it just ingrains itself in your memory. Like laser guns to me sound like Star Wars. Yeah. Like a, a laser blast sounds like a fucking, like a Star Wars laser blast. Any yeah. other laser blast is wrong. Simple yeah. as that. And magic to me, specifically, if someone fires a magic bolt or a magic spell and it doesn't sound like a magic bolt in He-Man, yeah. It's wrong yeah. because this is how magic sounds. You know, the same when almost every episode there will be a spell deflected. Yeah. And if if the sound of a deflection isn't the same, it's wrong. This yeah. is how these things sound to me because this was my first exposure to these things. And, and I think it's also why, you know, we've talked on this show and on Game of Moans at length as well about how I'm a little bit near about sword and sorcery. And, and I think he managed to blame for that as well, yeah, because it's, it's sword and sorcery, but it's not because it's also sci-fi yeah. and it's also superheroes and it's also all of these other things. So when somebody gives me straight sword and sorcery, I'm just like, but it's not He-Man, is it? <laughs> these are not the tropes that I was exposed to. So this yeah. is not what I expect. Uh, yeah, I was, was going to say, I mean, it's the same. Um, I have the same with um, with any sort of pseudoscience or sort of sci-fi kid shows um because ghostbusters has the same effect on me yeah it's that that's not how science works i don't yeah. fuck it i don't give a fuck what actual science says ghostbusters said that yeah. that's how it works that's the noise it makes that's what it looks like that's the colors it makes that's how it works yeah and anything yeah. else any physics engine anything else fuck it i don't care it's not ghostbusters 
Yeah, totally. And, and and He-Man is responsible for a lot of that with me. Again, like I say, even even the music cues as well, the fight music from He-Man, I will like I I can just hear it now. You know the yeah, like again, no other fight music does it for me like that. Does. And the fights are shit. Yeah, but there's just something about hearing well, that that's, theme. That's the thing. Like, I mean, oh, I, here we go. Yeah, the, the fights know? themselves were bollocks because and it was a censorship thing. He was he wasn't allowed to use his sword. No, never. So, so he never used the sword in a he fight. Just threw, he just he threw, threw people. He threw people and punched them. That was it. Well, no, because, he never actually really well, no, punched he, people. No, he, he punched, punched things, didn't he? Yeah, he, punched, he would yeah, punch into he never the screen. punch anyone. No. But yeah, like he was, no, that was, he was always like karate throws, effectively, because you know, yeah. he weren't allowed to do it. Yeah. So it's quite, and I, it's, I, as a kid, I never realised that. It's only to rewatching years later. Oh, why is he, he's got a fucking sword. Why is he not just stabbing motherfuckers? Yeah, because he can't. Because um, he's not allowed. Yeah, I, it, I think it's part of what makes He-Man such a dick. Actually, because he because he is he is a bit of a cocky dick when you watch it. Yeah. Like as a kid, I loved him. He was my hero. Um, but when you watch it as an adult, you are a bit like you are a smug twat, he man. And I <laughs> and I think part of it is because like yeah, he's got this fucking awesome badass sword and a fucking tiger. And I he don't uses, use either. He uses neither. He's just like, hang on, I'm just going to show off by doing my 1970s karate throws. Yeah. And I think, and it's just like, like you, you could end this fight in literally seconds. You're you're like the strongest man in the universe. You're the ultimate man. You've got a massive a sword and a tiger. But no, you have to fucking show off. Like, <laughs> you know, you you have to just tie people up in knots and throw them and laugh at them and yeah. make some smarmy one liner. And you're like, it, it, it's kind of genius how much of a dick he is. To be fair, yeah. like he's he he tips that smugness scale into like Archer levels at time. We yeah, he does. Where you're just like, I, that's, yeah, that's okay. the comparison I was going to make actually. Was, uh, yeah, but saying that, we're talking about him being smug twat. We mentioned uh, last week about the um, Grumpy Skeletal um, uh, Twitter account. Um, I read today he's actually been banned from Facebook for repeatedly harassing and bullying. <laughs> Because he's taking the piss out of a fictional character. <laughs> Amazing. So he's basically now gone, fuck Facebook, I can't do it anymore. They won't let me do it, so I'm going to Twitter. That's amazing. So everybody who's listening, please, please, please go to uh, Grumpy, look for Grumpy Skeletor on Twitter. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah, he is, he is hilarious. And and if if you're listening to this show and you have any love for He-Man whatsoever, yeah, uh, he'll he'll have you in in stitches, and you'll you will get the waves of nostalgia from it as well. There are there are occasional stills that he's used for some of his memes that I look at, and again, I'm sad enough to just go, oh, I remember that. I know what yeah. that is. Um, you know, you can you can see the episodes in them. Um, yeah, the thing that amazed me with them, I've, I've been sharing them. I shared them with you um, when I first found it, um, and I've been sharing them with. Um, I'm in a WhatsApp group with my dad and my brother, um, and don't ask me why. It's just something they set up, and I've been sending them. So primarily sending them to my brother because I knew it would amuse him. But my da- uh, my dad made a comment the other day. He said, oh, I didn't. Re- I I forgot about that character. I said, How the fuck do you remember that? You were always in work. But you but you were playing with these toys. But yeah, and he was he was like he re- he, rem- he remembered. Um, uh, he remembered Man at Arms. He remembered his name. Yeah, and I was like, "How oh, the fuck do you know that?" Like, I know, I know it, but uh, but yeah, and it was it's one of those. It was just, you know, as you said, there's a great deal of nostalgia to it. When you see these things, that like, oh fucking hell, yeah, I remember that. I think I think there are a core set of He-Man characters that, if you were a child of our generation or a parent of our parents' generation, sort of looking after us growing up, yeah. there are a, a certain core of He-Man characters that you you might not get the name exactly right. 
but you will always know who they are. You know, Star Wars is a very similar thing. You know, yeah. even, even our parents, if they never watched it, will know who Darth Vader is. They'll know who Luke Skywalker is. They know who Han Solo is. They might call him Han Solo and Dark Vader and yeah. whatever. But they they'll get the they'll get the gist. And I think it's the same with He Man. Like I think everybody knows who He Man is. Most people can tell you who Skeletor is. But yeah. then yeah. Our generation, those looking after us, will definitely also know Man at Arms and the Sorceress and probably yeah. Teela. Um, because yeah. they were in every episode. We were always watching it. We were always playing with the toys. And I I, I was an only child. I wouldn't say I was particularly spoiled, but you know, I, I knew how to get what I wanted. Um, yeah. and certainly anyone else out there like me would have been like, Yeah, but I want Teela this week, or yeah. I want Man at Arms for my birthday, or I want you wouldn't just say I want a He Man figure. Because yeah. they were oh, all right. so unique. Um, and that that was one of the wonderful things about them. And there were so many waves of them as well. But like you were able to go like, I want that one. I don't want that is the one I want. That is the one that's missing from my collection. Yeah. Uh, and then then there were even sort of all the various iterations um, of He-Man as well. Like I know my parents would would talk endlessly about me with my Thunder Punch He-Man. It was never with my He-Man figures. It was about Thunder Punch He-Man because yeah. that was my favorite one. Frightened the shit out of me because it made a loud noise every time he punched someone because a cap yeah. went off frighten the shit out of me but yeah. i absolutely love the fucking thing um so i, I think it does it, this is something that has pervaded culture without a shadow oh, definitely without. yeah i mean you know um but to get into the show itself then so yeah obviously we've both rewatched it um i've i've rewatched um about six or seven episodes i think not as much as i was hoping to watch when we started this yeah same but as usual, life has got in the way. And as I say, it is too fucking hot to be in. It's too fucking hot to be anywhere in this country at the moment. Uh, let alone in front of a fucking TV. walking freezer. Yeah, let alone in front of a fucking TV. Um, yeah. But I have watched a, a handful of my favourite ones. And like the first thing that always strikes me with this, um, and you know how much I love theme tunes. You know, we, we, we address yeah. it on almost everything we look at. The first thing that strikes me is is the music with He-Man. It's, it's every time I put it in, and I've got it on DVD, so you put it in and the first thing you get is the main orchestra stab with He-Man and then it yeah. just busts into the and the masters of the universe and you get the theme before it even starts. That's going into the menu. Yeah. And it, like, look, it's it's all there instantly. As soon as that hits, just the hairs on my arms stand on end and I'm fucking four years old. Yeah. It's it's incredible. The, the music in this show is absolutely... I, I, I spoke about the fight themes and things like that as well. The music in this show yeah. is fucking phenomenal it's yeah it's a full like bearing in mind how relatively cheaply this was done it's not super cheap it's filmation it's not like it's been done by a bunch of nobodies yeah. you know but filmation also not renowned for the quality of their output in some cases so yeah you know it's it's it had some money but but not loads is what i'm saying but considering that the quality of the score and how fucking grand and epic the score sounds yeah you know, it, it's just incredible. Even in the lighter moments where you get the comedy theme as well, it's generally kind of Orko's theme where you get... You know, and the level of attention to detail has gone into that score. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and the changes are key and stuff that you get in there as well. It's, it's way... Like, you, if you actually sit down and watch an episode of He-Man and, when I say watch, I mean listen, um, it, just note how much fucking score is in this thing. Yeah, to your average there is actually. I mean, There's I score everywhere. I had it on so this afternoon. Uh, number two had an appointment, so I sat in the waiting room for an hour. Um, and they're, they're twenty minutes, twenty-one minutes long. So I, I got through two episodes um, quite comfortably. And yeah, sat there with my headphones on, and um, yeah, just having it and just hearing, just hearing it sort of come in on the right note. And for whatever reason, it, it wasn't. It was either in really fucking good 
surround sound in my headphones or it was really shitly done but it was coming in on the right and it's sort of fading over and i don't know i'm not sure whether it was coming in properly but yeah you're sort of sitting there thinking, oh fuck yeah that, that, that's about to happen because this theme has just started and the, yep. these beds are there and it's something i don't normally notice i, I know you're, you're a musician so you, you know it's a lot more than i do i'd never normally notice unless it's bad yeah but i sat there going fuck me i remember that Yep, yep, That's you do. Awesome. Those themes get ingrained in you. You know what Skeletor's theme sounds like. You know what the fight yeah. theme sounds like. You know what, like I say, Orko's, I don't think it's called Orko's theme, but I always think of it as Orko's yeah. theme because it always plays in the lighter moments, which generally means Orko has fucked something up. Um, and, and that's in there as yeah. well. Yeah, so the, the music is the first thing that strikes me. Having said that, the actual opening credits... Mm. You know, we we talked about I, I held my tongue um, because I knew we were doing this episode. But when we talked about Bagpuss a couple of weeks ago and you're like, yeah, but it's the same two and a half minutes every week. And in the back of my head, I'm going, yeah, but so is he, man. Yeah, <laughs> right? because there's no actual opening theme. You think there is. Right. You, you ask anybody what the He-Man theme is and they go. That's it. That's it. Because the rest is all narration. Yeah, like, there is nothing else to that opening theme. It's just Adam narrating the backstory. And yeah. I'm a big fan of that. I, talk, I, I spoke about it when we did Jason Lewis Morris. I spoke about it when we did Ulysses. I'm a big fan of front loading all of that exposition. Every episode is someone's first episode. So I'm a yeah. big fan of that. And, and it works. But it's not like you've got this fucking jam that you can be rocking out to for a it's theme. It's not fucking Ulysses, is it? No, it's not. It's just it's Prince Adam talking for a bit, and then you yeah. get the transformation sequence, and then you just get "Hey man," and that's yeah. that's pretty much your theme. I uh, did wonder if you were going to call me out on actually. Well, I, I I I sat on it when we did yeah. Bagpuss because I um, I I know we're doing this episode. So. Yeah. No, I I, I remember was like I listened to it today going yeah it's it's more interesting to me, but it's just the same. It's somebody narrating over a fairly it, basic hook, and it ain't fucking short. I don't know how long it is exactly, but again, it's about one forty, I think. There you go. Bagpuss was like two and a half, wasn't it? Yeah. I think so. There's not much difference between them. I, I don't know what we're going to get on the intro to this episode because honestly, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any way around playing that whole intro. So I'll, <laughs> no. I'll try. I'll try. Um, and for those of you watching the video, there'll be no no intro because YouTube won't let us. Uh, yeah. Even though we get our clips from YouTube, they won't then let us re-upload them. I mean, look, bearing in mind how hot it is, there still might be some nudity by the end of this video as well. So that <laughs> might be, YouTube might not let us on this week anyway. Who knows? You may just be listening to us. Uh, in which case, use your mind's eye, listeners. Uh, yeah. Um, it's it, not you, pleasant. Ignore the fact that I said I've got bigger tits than Evelyn and, and, th and think of He-Man, just slightly less orange. That's me. That's my physique. You are wearing orange today, though. Oh, that is true, actually, yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know who that makes me in my fucking Hawaiian shirt. Um, probably fucking Orko, because this is a bit like a dress, this shirt. Uh, you, you can't see that. You're, you're Most of it's off screen. It's fine. Um, before we move on, um, the, the great character I was talking about earlier, I still can't remember his, his fucking name. I'm going to send you a, a picture now, and he's in there. He's, okay. he's next to Teela. Right, hang on. Uh, that's Stratos. Stratos, thank you. <laughs> I fucking knew years. That's Stratos. Fucking years. That's been Leader of the Birdmen. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was thinking it was Odak, but it's not. He's the he's the guy two over. Yeah. 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 So I, mean, I knew it, I knew it wasn't are... him. That but that was the name that stuck in my head. So and I couldn't remember Stratos. There are millions of these fucking characters. To be fair, so yeah. I mean, I'm looking at this image now, and it'll be nothing to the listeners because they can't see it. But yeah, that that Stratos. Then you've got. Um, 
Oh, you've got what's the, what's the Bumblebee guy? Is it, he's Buzz, not B Man? Buzz, Buzz, Buzz off, Buzz off. I've still got him. I've still got yeah, that one. You got Buzz off. He is got... really, really fucking uh, sturdy. That toy. Yeah. Because his got... body is pretty much solid as well. The the, the, the torso on most of them was, was hollow, wasn't it? His yeah. is really fucking thick. Yeah. I don't it, know why. Then yeah, that image is right. You've got um, you got Moss Man there as well. Yeah. You've got who's um, the dude Manny... in the blue cow next to uh, Stratus? That's I, that's Manny Faces, isn't it? Yes. That's right. It's many yeah. faces. So his face, his face flips around, and he takes That's on it, different yeah. personalities. And this won't mean like, anything to the people on the, on the audio, but this picture will be up in the video. Yeah, yeah, we will put it up in the video. We got we got Ram Man there as well. Yeah, you got Fisto, uh, Fisto on the Mechanic. end, there, yeah, and Mechanic and Orko bringing up the rear there as well. I'm about to take a shit on uh, Ram Man's head. Yeah, it, what's he? Look at the way he's holding his hands as well. He looks. He's about yeah. to take a dump. <laughs> he definitely is, isn't he? He definitely is. So yeah, sorry, um, listeners. Yeah, we'll 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 drop that in the video. Maybe we can uh, maybe we can put it in the in the comment section or something. For the yeah. Episode. Uh, but look, you just just Google these images, listeners. They were it was one of the things I was going to touch on actually is just the sheer wealth of characters in the show. Like yes. if it's a good thing and a bad thing for the toy line, it was amazing because I still don't think, for my money anyway, there has been a toy line as inventive as as He Man Turtles got pretty out there with some of their mutants that they were bringing in and stuff, but they were all essentially kind of the same toy. They just looked different. Well, Whereas, yeah, that's kind of the same as He-Man though, isn't it? They, they were all the same toy. They just looked a bit different. Well, no, because they all had different functions, didn't they? Like Ram Man, you pushed him down and his, he jumped up. But they, they were too far the between. No, they, there were loads of them. They, 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 the, the only... You had Ram Man, you had Triclops, who had the, you could spin his head around, you could change yeah. his eye. You had... Um, Many faces, as you say, but most of them were the same body and just with a different head. They were all they were all the same mold. Um, nearly all of them were the same mold. There was a female mold and a male mold. Yeah, but they all did they all did different things. Uh, but the only ones that didn't really were were your basic human characters. He Man and Prince Adam didn't do anything. Skeletor didn't really do anything. No. Um, Teela didn't do anything. Neither did Man at Arms had interchangeable weapons. He had like a club and stuff, but they didn't do anything. But then all of the the kind of more out there characters, you know, like I've, I've referred to Modulock already. That toy blew my fucking mind as yeah. a kid. That I, was I, like I, a Lego yeah. action figure. Yeah, I mean, you know? there were some that you had like Mechanic and Roboto was the one with the he twisted his he twisted his waist and the cogs went round in his chest and shit. And That's his, his right. Jaw yeah. So you had that one. Um, you had oh fucking what was his name? Grizzlaw. With the, the, the full had, full fursuit, you did have a lot of them, but you know, it was it was effectively the same figure. It was the, fa- the same figure, and they just tweaked it for every for, for the characters. Yeah, I mean the, had, the ones I've got left now, with the exception of Triclops and um, and Buzz Off, they are more or less the same. It's just you no, know, it's it's the it's the same plastic body in a different color, and with a different rubber head. Yeah, I mean th- those were few and far between in the Masters line, I think. But whereas with Turtles, it was basically the, the same mold, but they would be like, okay, now here's a fucking samurai turtle, or here's a hmm. fucking mutant yeah. rat warthog hybrid who also happens to play fucking street hockey. Whatever, they got yeah. bonkers, and they and were Ghostbusters really cool. at that as well. They did um, yeah. extreme Ghostbusters. Yeah, well, the eyes popped out and stuff, and they were all really yeah. cool, but I don't think anything came close to the level of just sheer lunacy in some cases. Well, I think like, look, pro- at, look at something like Hose Nose. How the fuck, who sat around in a boardroom and, do you know what we need? We need a dude with a robot elephant head that you can fill with water and you can use it like a water pistol. You I can guarantee somebody sat fuck. in a creative meeting and drew a cock on a on somebody's face. And, somebody and went, they went, yeah. oh, we, we can use that. We can do that. And fucking believable like that 
Moss Man, who who fucking on earth went and and actually this is something I think needs needs talking about. Um, there's there's a wider cultural discussion here. Um, but just quickly talk about Moss Man. Like actually, who who sat there and went? I know. Let's make him feel like he's covered in moss. Let's cover him in carpet. And then some fucking like they must have been stoned out of their fucking mind because somebody went. But you know what? He needs to smell like an air freshener as well. Like, what <laughs> the fuck? How do you? And, and I swear to God, like that figure, right from the time I had it until the time I gave it away, still smelled like that. And once you'd handled it, it was on your fucking hands. And I can still smell it now. Like, yeah, no, it's I not actually still on my hands, but I can, I can close my eyes and I know that smell. It smells like a fucking pine air freshener um but actually you know back then we weren't so switched on to this sort of thing but if you look at, at what what we know um especially with pediatrics and kids medicine and things now and, and with psychology and things like that you know there are differently able children out there for whom a toy like that would have been you know you know i'm talking about children who have extra sensory issues and things like that a toy like that would have been absolutely fucking mind-boggling yeah the fact that you know it's fuzzy it's just it's just like all the other action figures but it's fuzzy and it smells, yeah. you know, and, and then you're also looking like, OK, this is maybe a little bit token. Um, but there were multiracial characters as yeah. well. There was there was a black character. I can't even think of his name now, which is awful. Um, but I know there was um, you, you had you had characters like Teela and, and Evelyn before we even got into the She-Ra of it all as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's a, there's a great big stink about the upcoming reboot and Teela's role in that. And, and there's a lot of butthurt oh, fanboys out there. Um but actually, you know, she's fucking awesome. You know, even the image you just sent me, like she stood right next to He-Man. She's in every fucking episode, practically. Well, that was the because I mean, I looked at, um, so I watched a couple. Of, I watched the very first one, which I can't remember the name of, and then I watched um, a couple from later on. And it's very much, you know, your you know, your job is to protect Prince Adam. Therefore, fucking get out and be front and center with everything. The fact that you mm. lose him every week when He-Man turns up and you don't got a fucking clue where he is, we'll ignore that. Yeah, she's pretty dim. She's to pretty be fucking dull. But um, so is everybody else. Um, but yeah, you know, she is she is front and center every fucking week. Yeah, I think the first one, correct? Yeah, I might be wrong, but from memory, first one's Diamond Ray Disappearance. I think is the pilot episode. That wasn't the one. I, I think. Uh, I think I could be wrong because there's no real actual. No, there's the not. I, because I've not. I've not rated. seen a proper running order. Uh, no, it, there is a running order, but there's, what I'm saying is there's no actual, like, this is the pilot episode where we yeah. find out all of the backstory, because you get it in, in the comics and you get it in the in the start of the show, although, as I say, the backstory in the comics is, is significantly different, as is, as we alluded to last week, the backstory in every iteration of He-Man since. This is another one like Transformers, where the backstory just does whatever the fuck it needs to do for that yeah, generation. Much, yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, you, you know, we've sort of it's not off topic it's something i wanted to talk about anyway was the variety of characters and certainly the representation um because yeah. at, at no point uh is tila treated as anything less than equal evil lynn gets the short end of the stick from Skeletor. Oh, yeah but, but you know Completely. she is able to hold her own she just uh she does get the short end of the stick from Skeletor. but then who doesn't yeah um, so it was the cosmic comet was the one i watched it's done as it's done as the first episode and that was the first one i watched maybe it is the cosmic comet that's first and then Diamond great disappearance for some reason yeah, no, that's episode four, apparently. Ah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. I, I stand corrected. As I say, I, that was a, a stab in the dark. Um, yeah, so, okay, fair enough. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, so representation. Yeah. So, you know, that's, 
again for the early 80s that's something and we, we talked about this in she as well to be fair um yeah. you know d- despite the fact that she felt like it needed to exist um it actually did what it did very well um yes. and i think he managed pretty good at that as well even representing the b people um you know yeah so well the b's so, are important you know well exactly so uh, there's that going for it um <laughs> The show itself, though, once you get into it, I I enjoy it now because I enjoyed it then, and these characters mean a great deal to yeah. me. Um, but fucking hell, it's it is basic. Um, the, it I mean, is. The, the writing episode to episode does what it needs to do. It's it's solid yeah. enough, but you know, it is twenty minutes of nonsense, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. It is sheer nonsense. Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking about it today. I mean, we we talked about last week as well. There's so many iterations now. With you know, you had a, a, a the the early, or the early to mid '80s version, which is what we're talking about. There was something in the '90s. There was something in the early 2000s. Um, if I were to show number one, wouldn't care because she's not really into this type of stuff. If I would show number two, this, he'd probably watch it. And go, oh, yes, all right. And then can I watch something else instead? If I showed him the the 2000s version which looks more it has that sort of more ghostbusters type animation that we talked about last week where the skeletal has a face mm-hmm. as opposed to being a skull i can imagine he would sit and probably watch an hour or so of that before he got bored um which is a shame because i mean obviously the, the original was a far better product i feel um but it just doesn't have this it doesn't look the same and I, I don't think it tracks in the same way as modern cartoons do no i think part of that is it has that very early 80s filmation feel to it there's um I don't think the animation is necessarily bad. I think actually no, some it's reasonable, sequences actually. Are, are very well animated. You know, even down to the attention to detail of it, it fascinates me. Every time I watch it for the first time in, in a long time, I am absolutely, this is going to sound ridiculous. I am absolutely captivated by He-Man's hair. Yeah. Like, because when he walks, because he's got the bob, like they animate his fucking hair. Yeah. Now, to point, um, that is there's... a level of detail that most cartoons wouldn't go into. I can't remember which episode it was um, that I was watching earlier, but he was on the, um, is it the Wind the wind Rider? Mm-hmm. He's on that, and they animate his hair fucking moving on that. A lot of And, like, a lot and of they tunes. animate Orko's hat moving, like the brim of Orko's hat, hat bobbing up and down. They they got a great, um, great detail with things like that. But then, you know, we do get a lot of repeated sequences. You know, the transformation sequence is obviously the same sequence every time, but then also, so is He-Man punching into the screen and, I don't know how many times I've seen the same shot of him running or, you know, yeah. so there is a lot of there is a lot of recycled um, recycled movement as well. But you, there's clearly a lot of recycled um, character work as well, where they used the same character and changed the head out. But, you know, that was the case with the action figures as well. Yeah. So, you, you know, that is what it is. Um, so I don't think the animation is necessarily bad. It is just very much of its time. You can look yeah. at this and go, yes, that is early 80s middle of the road tv animation you know yeah, we're not it's, talking it's, it's never gonna be disney quality is it no we're not talking disney afternoon we're also not talking sort of you know b-grade fucking knockoff cartoons either it's it's yeah. decent it, it does what it needs to do yeah um, I, I felt it was reasonable so, you know it's, it's one of those again like you know so there's a lot of repeated stuff and like even when he's throwing people in that i mean there's um i was reading something about animation techniques um a while ago and it was like i was you know, rather than a where everything you know, was originally hand-drawn and they went away to having cells. So the way that they started doing it, I think it was in the late 70s, was that they had um, like acetate, acetate um, sheets. So yep. they placed that on and they they, they just they just moved those out. So, that, so if He-Man's throwing Skeletor one week and Triclops another week, it didn't matter because you know, you've got the, the, the mold made. 
and you've got yeah. the Aztec done, and you just swap out the villain. Swap from. it out. Yeah, yeah. I say no, and it's it's one of those I'd never really thought about how they did it. Um, because you know, I mean, animation is something that I love it, but I don't want to think about how it's done. Yeah, I'd rather just take it for what it is and enjoy it. Um, but I remember reading this and thinking, fuck, no, yeah, that, no, that makes a lot of sense, especially when you do have a lot of these repeated frames and repeated yeah. sequences. That actually, why wouldn't you do that? It's just fucking easier. Why are you going to yeah. sit there and draw it when you can just say, oh, we'll swap, we'll swap Skeletor for whoever and do that? Yeah, look, that's that's just economy in in the production. Um, yeah. You know, this is why I don't animate shit. It's not yeah, because I, I can't draw. I think what what shines through is. And again, they, they they repeat the use of it, but a lot of the foley and a lot of the music is clearly high quality. The animation is passable. Yeah. I think it's to say the writing is, it's fine for what it is. There is yeah. no, unfortunately, the cartoon doesn't really do a lot with the mythology of, of He-Man. A lot of that comes yeah. from the, the little comic books that came with the characters and with the later shows. Yeah, and, I was going to say the later, well. and, the later shows and comics. There was, I think there, there, there were a lot of books as well. Look, loads, we had yeah, we had yeah. we had a load of storybooks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had a load of storybooks. Um, and no, I'm only talking, you know, 30, 40 pages, and no, illustrated to fuck as well. So there's not many words in it, but it tells it tells a very basic short He-Man story, which when you're five is what you want. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I mean, we had fucking loads of those. Yeah, and look, most most He-Man stories are pretty basic as well. It's Skeletor or whoever the villain of the week is, because this is a misconception as well. It's not yeah. always Skeletor, people. Um, it yeah. mostly is, but it's not always Skeletor. There are yeah. other villains as well. And to be honest, there, there are a couple. That there was um, one of them I watched earlier. Um, it's I'm trying to remember. Is it Castle Full of Heroes? I think it's called or Castle right. of Heroes. And basically, some an old acquaintance of Skeletor pops up. Um, and he basically collects the great warriors out of history. So he's got Hannibal and he's got Blackbeard and he's trying to basically kidnap He-Man and turn him into one of his soldiers. And so Skeletor's there egging him on, but actually, you know, Skeletor's doing fuck all in this episode. So that's what I, I can't remember that one at all, but that sort of sounds like Skeletor and whatever his name is, Excellent Adventures, basically, just traveling through time and I was fucking... looking for it now. It's. Castle of Heroes. Uh, a villain called Montague visits Skeletor, hoping to recruit He-Man for his Castle of Heroes after passing a series of tests. Skeletor roots for He-Man to pass the test and hope that he'll be rid of He-Man for good. Clawful appears as Skeletor's right-hand man. Prince Adam tells viewers historical figures were once real people just like them. So it's, it's basically Bill and Ted. lesson at the end of the show. Historical people were real. That's yeah. a pretty poor fucking lesson. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it's pretty fucking lame, that one, isn't it? But... Um, it was an interesting episode. It was episode 57. Um, that's it. it was one of the ones I found uh, earlier on today. Um, again, not being able to take a DVD player with me. Um, yeah. I just kind of started to stick with what I could get. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, as you said, no, this, this was quite a regular occurrence. So actually, there were other people involved. It wasn't just Skeletor every week. It's not It's not like Power Rangers where it was fucking Rita Repulsor every week or it was Lord Zed every week. It was, you know, different people doing different shit. Skeletor was there. Yeah. He was plot adjacent. Yeah. But he wasn't the one driving it every week. Yeah, I mean, there are there are entire episodes where he's not even in it. And I, and I think that is one of, just like I was saying with the toy line as well, that is one of the great strengths of He-Man um, and, and Masters of the Universe in general for me is just the sheer level of, like, the different characters and, and the, the quality of the character design, as bonkers as they are. Yeah. They are wonderful. And they, they're so entertaining to watch. You know, to just look at these fucking characters is, you know, that that's entertaining in itself. Yeah. You know, that's um, a, the, yeah, the, the character design is fascinating. Um, and again, you know, you look at people like, uh, like Buzz Off 
who the fuck turns a bee into a person? Yeah. Uh, exactly. But they just like, oh yeah, why not? Let's 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 have a normal dude, but we'll give him a, a, a elongated, no, an expanding neck, or no, extendable neck. It, why it, not? The, the creativity in these sense, as I say, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there were drugs involved. Not casting aspersions, <laughs> just making it, just making an educated guess. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I mean, what I'm going to do, I, I should have done it on Sunday, and I forgot. I'm, I'll I'll go down to the uh, to the old folks' home at some point this week before this episode goes up. And I'll, I'll dig out what toys I've got and take some pictures, just because I mean I know we've got Ratman still, I know we've got Mackinac, I know we've got Buzz off, and they're all just fucking weird. They are weird, and like these, it's almost like you get the impression they were all sat around a boardroom just egging each other on. Like you know, just look at the names: yeah. Fisto, Ramman. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's the hold my beer of, of character design, isn't it? It is, isn't it? It's it's the like right, okay, you've got a double entendre, I'm just going to do an entendre. Here's Fisto. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this, this was going to be called Strap On. Yeah, you know, it may as well be. You know, here's Deep Throat. Like, you, you know, that's how it started. Like, yeah. And, and, and at some point, some exec went, no, 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 look, that's too far. it back. You're not having Deep Throat. Like, call him something else. Yeah. Like, you can be you, the same character. Just you are not, we're not having Deep Throat. Um, so, yeah. And that's what's interesting about the episode to me. It's not the story, because the story is always Skeletor or whoever else shows up, fucks around with something that's going to cause peril for Adam or Eternia in general, or somehow threaten Castle Grayskull. Yeah. He-Man has to come, throw people around. Um, He-Man, incidentally, as well, through a lot of episodes, gets frozen an absolutely ridiculous amount of times. It's like the Giles getting knocked out of, of yeah. He-Man. Like, oh, we need to incapacitate He-Man. What should we do? Oh, let's freeze him. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, imagine freezing spell. It's paralyzed or whatever it is. It's like, right, you can't do anything. He's, he's, we got to rely on all the other characters now so they can showcase their powers this week so we can sell some fucking toys. Yeah. Um, you know, it, but whatever. It was like the, bad shit happens. It, it's that basic. Bad shit happens. The good guys show up, save the day. But I mean, that's, I, that's what cartoons were in the 80s. Um, you know, Turtles was the same. Ghostbusters was the same. Thundercats was the same. Uh, Transformers was the same. You, you know, it's it's like a sitcom. You have to return to your status quo at the end. Yeah, you absolutely do. And then we have to have our little lesson at the end as well, uh, because yeah. that's how they snuck all the violence past the censors, because it's edutainment. Yep. Because at the end of the day, you know, He-Man's just beat the shit out of somebody for 20 minutes, but then we'll get, hey, kids, punching's bad. Yeah. Like, And that'll be it um you know we're out um so you know and and rather rinse repeat but with different colorful characters every week and you know yeah. some of the gags i maybe it says a lot about me but some of the gags i find genuinely funny as well there, In, there were some good ones I, I, like, I did appreciate a couple actually a lot of them are just the most horrendous dad jokes but in the best possible way you know yeah. um and, and i think it was probably you know unironic then let alone now <laughs> it's just here's a dad joke you're having deal it. with it yeah, if you don't like it, tough shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, even fucking Man at Arms, awesome fucking Tom Selleck mustache is just—he's just like, you know, no, look, he's got Can't a mustache. He's got a mustache, right? It's, this isn't a joke. He just—he's wearing that mustache. Simple as that. Well, to be fair, I think it's wearing him. Uh, yeah, oh, it absolutely is wearing him. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's where the joy of it is for me. It's not in the writing. It's in the just the sheer lunacy of it. Just the sheer raw energy of and and later on as i've got older and as the franchise has developed past and and we are pretty much exclusively talking about the 80s he-man yeah. and the masters of the universe here but 
you know, it, it's gone on to have various other adaptations. There's, of course, the movie, which we'll talk about next week. There are further comics. I'm so looking forward to that. There are, you know, there are there are other shows which I've, I've not spent as much time with as as this in my lifetime. But the mythology of Masters of the Universe has grown massively. And, and I, yeah. you know, I've even if I haven't watched all of the shows, I've kept current with that because it's something that's always interested me. Yeah. Um, and, and it has gone on now to have this great backstory. And it's part of the reason I'm so looking forward to the Netflix reboot for the opportunity to take what, to take the tone and, and the just balls to the wall madness of the 80s show and, and frame it around some of this new kind of backstory that we have now and understanding what the power swords are and understanding yeah. who Teeler is and, you know what castle grayskull truly is and things like that and, and actually diving into that now with these characters i'm tremendously looking forward to because that for me is the only thing really that's missing from the 80s show and it's a big yeah. part of the puzzle now as a kid i didn't care yeah um but now re-watching it as an adult what i'm then left with is just the the sheer good time of it, it yeah. you know and and that only lasts for so many episodes i find it difficult to sit down and yeah. watch loads of these i mean there are the 130 way. episodes of this original run yeah, and I, I have them. I have them all. I have it on DVD, but I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through. It's a case of, as I said, I like that one. I like that one, yeah. you know, and and I'll, and I'll watch those. Um, and that's not to say the show is bad. You know, I always enjoy it when I put it on. It's just because there's no narrative through line, um, you know, and, and, and I'm not even talking in the way that, like, you know, there wasn't really a narrative through line in Turtles, but there was a general. Yeah a general kind of character arc for them there was growth throughout the show um but there's there's none of that here there is just no. episode of the week he man's gonna throw some fucking karate moves around run around in his little furry pants hmm. there'll be a joke at the end orko will fuck something up and they'll laugh about it at the end yeah skeletal will continue to be awesome yeah like, I, mean, I, I, I kind of liken it to um uh, uh to power rangers in a way because Again, with number two at the moment, he's he's, he's going through a bit of a Power Rangers phase. He's you know he's 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 working his way through him on Netflix, which is great because I get to watch him and pretend I'm I'm not interested. Um, but look, you know the, the 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 first season we had, there was some story. It wasn't masses, but they did focus well on the characters. And then as they expanded, they they built they built quite an extensive backstory. They built a, a universe around it, and actually they built a multiverse around it. Um, and they spent quite a lot of time in later seasons doing that to a point where you get to um. I think it's like season 10 or 11 and they basically do a massive crossover event um, right. whereby you get Power Rangers from every generation. Not so much the first one because they're all fucking old now and most of them don't want to work with Power Rangers again. Um, but you certainly had uh, the green slash white ranger uh, involved in that. Um, and yeah, they, they, they've kind of gone, right, okay, well, rather than just sort of say, right, well, these are Power Rangers and this is Power Rangers Turbo and this is Power Rangers Nitro and this is Power Rangers Samurai, but they don't really fucking match. Nothing really matters. It's just kind of their standalone things. They've gone right. They can stand alone in their own thing, and we'll build our own characters, our own arcs, our own stories. But at some point, it's all going to come together, and that feels kind of like what what I'm hoping they're going to do with this Netflix uh, uh, version of He-Man. Is going right. We've we've had all of this laws. So we've had all the comics. We've had the the supporting books. We've had the three different iterations of the TV show, four iterations of the TV show. We've had the movie. Let's let's take that and say right. We have more or less a complete backstory, and some more or less complete characters. Yeah. So now let's actually make a show out of that. Yeah. And that's what I'm really looking forward to. And given that it drops on Friday, I may not be working Friday. 
Yeah, um, I'm, 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 I'm working from home anyway, so I may just have to. Um, so am do I. Not, do I'm not disturb working, all day. I'm working from home on Friday as well. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm hiding hide in the room up here from the kids, stick my uh, Skype on, doing not disturb, and uh, put that on. Yeah, yeah that, that's why I'm looking. I mean, I've read the first issue of the, of the accompanying comic that they brought out as well, and that is taking a I've deep, not seen deep, that yet. It's taken a deep, deep dive into the backstory and the history of Eternia, um, which, which again is stuff that is there. It's it, it's it's out there in the in the mythology now. It just wasn't addressed. Yeah. In our show, really. Yeah. Um. So, and, and I know the the tone of the Netflix one, you know, is very much going to be taking the lead from, well, they've called it a sequel essentially to yes. this show, to our show, uh, but they're going to use some of that mythology. So that is tremendously exciting uh, because that, that really is the only thing for me that's missing from yeah. Man. As I say, everything else is either functional or very good. I yeah. think oh, we haven't even talked about the performances yet, which are, <laughs> I mean, look, they're, they're not fantastic, but they are like, the, the performance on, but the voices yeah. are just—they're iconic, aren't they? Yeah, like, they are. Again, you can you can close your eyes and and hear He-Man. You can. Yeah. Everybody knows what Skeletor sounds like. You know, I joked about it last week. He's just a fucking nineteen thirties mobster that they picked up and dumped into Eternia. Yeah, I called you know, him a boob. Yeah, but it's such a like you could hear that voice and and know who it is. I mean, like the laugh, just Skeletor's laugh. Yeah, is it, it is iconic. The, the really frustrating thing I've I've when I was trying to find out who Stratos was, um, I've googled uh, He-Man characters, and it's got a list of them all, and it's got Frank Langella down as Skeletor. Uh, no, that's which, yeah, wrong. Let's, let's not let's not go near that one until next week because he was fucking awful. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he was bad in the film. I just think the film the is film bad. Was and bad. It's the film was bad. It showed, it, yeah, yeah, it, it showed because nobody in there was who they were supposed to be. No, um, it's fucking fucking terrible. Um, but yeah, you know the, the cast. The cast was relatively small as yeah. well. Is, is the thing that a lot of people don't realize. Shimer actually did a lot of the voices. Um, Shimer, his wife and his daughter did most. Yeah, of them. yeah. So, so they. I mean, I guess when you've got a cast of characters this huge, like you yeah, know, you can just go. You know what? Sod it. We'll do it ourselves. It's a South Park model, isn't it? Yeah, unless you got the Netflix money. Yeah. Um, you know, which is obviously the case now. Um, you know, back but back it's in these days, model, it's right. You know, we've got a cast of three who will do twenty voices an episode. Fuck yes, it. That's, that's what we've got. We'll work with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, within that, again, so much of these characters, like obviously the the design of them is is phenomenal, as we talked about. Like the actual physical design of the characters is is yeah. great. But so much of the personality comes through that voice work. That like, yes. yeah, whilst. Whilst the line reads might not be, you know, it's not fucking Shakespeare. Um, but what is? Yeah. yeah what in but, the 80s was? Yeah, you know, so it's, it's not Shakespeare, but the actual the character creation element of it, the fact that, you know, the, the voices are unique, I, I think is what I'm getting at. Like, I, I think He-Man now is a voice that is, has, has just become a shorthand for, like, conan style action hero like if yeah. you want a big muscle bound hero now he sounds like he-man he's got the booming voice and he's the yeah. booming laugh and he's, he's it's, a little it's, it's bit when you want to make it's when you want to make that sort of that that hero isn't it you go yes. with that deep sort of self-satisfied very righteous sort of um to a point where even if you look at sort of coming up to the marvel stuff you look at the um the first captain america movie um there was chris evans had a very good version of it for most of that film yeah um and yeah it's it's no it's, it's one of those you see yeah if if you were just you know if you as I said if you were to close your eyes and listen to that you know that's he man or that no they could read uh, that actor could read a line and you know right that person is in this this leading hero role 
Yes. You know straight yeah, away because of the parlance, the the the, the tone of the voice, um, even you know, even even the dialogue, it's all there. Yeah. And then when you, when you want to switch to a villain, you you know you you don't tend to have the skeletons because they tend to be very campy and very kitschy. So I mean, in the eighties, you'd have had a lot of that in your action movies, but moving forward, you don't have it so much now. Um, but even so, you can kind of, you can usually work out if you watch them in the eighties, you can work out with your eyes closed without seeing anything. You can work out who the villain is quite quickly. I, I mean, that, that's where I was about to go with it. Like He-Man, um, He-Man and Skeletor have kind of diverged on different paths as characters like that. And it does come down to the voice work. I think, you know, He-Man has, has kind of become this shorthand for that's, yeah, that's how your hero's voice sounds. Yeah. And, and every other cartoon afterward, the hero sounded like He-Man. Yeah. Um, whereas Skeletor is just so unique. Yeah. Like Skeletor is Skeletor. I, I, like, even if you tried to imitate that voice, and like I said, it is, it is actually fairly basic. It is a... It is essentially a mobster, um, but that character and that laugh and that voice and that specific pitch and tone, yes, you know that that Alan Oppenheimer brings to it is just is unique. Like I, again, you know, going back to the Netflix one, I was I was tremendously excited to hear Mark Hamill playing Skeletor, and I'm sure he's going to do an excellent job. But when you first when you hear him speak in that trailer, you just go, but that's not Skeletor. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's the thing, and. I think that's the difficulty now when you do get these shows and you do, because there's so much fanfare and particularly this one, it's, it's a Kevin Smith product, it's got Mark Hamill and it's got, no, you know, there, there are certain expectations. Mm. And sometimes and I've, I've, I've made this argument before on, on various things, um, even on live action stuff, when they give you things so far in advance, it colors your opinion before you even start. Yeah, um, I mean, and so I mean, I, I'm coming into this thing, and I'm I'm already coming into thinking that it's going to be some sort of amalgam with Hamill's Joker. Well, that's kind of what I was expecting, um, and then then you can actually see how maybe he can bring elements of of Oppenheimer's performance in. But he's he's not doing that. He's taking it his own way, and and I salute him for that. And I actually think I would rather him do that, and I'm up for that. Yeah. It's just that, however good his performance is, and I've no doubt it will be stellar. Yeah, and and, and it's fucking perfect casting like yeah you absolutely you couldn't ask for better but skeletal will always sound like alan oppenheimer to me because yeah. that's how skeletal sounds and that is like i say it's the reason frank langella isn't skeletal like nobody yeah. else can ever be skeletal that's how he sounds I, I mean to be fair i mean whoever they cast in any of the roles in that film wasn't going to work no because they, uh, they had a shit product and yeah didn't come out i mean i, I mean as I, I said i've mentioned this before i mean i I came up against this. Um, well, I come up against it all the time. But when you have big shows and they and they replace people during the run, so show like Doctor Who, where you know that the, the the Doctor is leaving. Yeah. You know that you know that character can't die, a because they're immortal, and b because the BBC has a cash cow. But announcing before the season has started that your leading character, that your lead is leaving at the end of the season, and it's going to be replaced by this person, that really fucks me off, and it because it takes away. The, the mystique and the fact that no you have this model where you're trying to entice people in week in week out if you know what's going to happen that you know somebody's leaving or you know somebody's got a new contract you know that they know you know if you know they've got a new contract for example anytime they're in peril you know they're not going to die because they're coming back next year mm. if, if, you, if you've got a character change that you're thinking right okay well when they're going to do that we've got 13 episodes in the case of doctor we've got 13 episodes 10 episodes we know they come episode nine they're setting up episode 10 they're going to die yeah. and it, it takes out for me anyway it takes out the whole enjoyment of a show because if, if you if you're re- looking if you're reading into it and looking for that stuff happening, it then it takes you away from the product itself. And I, I, that's some I felt this with a lot of animated shows in the last couple of years is that when once you know who the people behind it are and you know who the voices are, 
you bring this baggage and these expectations, which nine times out of ten, actually ninety-nine times out of a hundred, completely detract from your enjoyment enjoyment of the show. Yeah, I think I think that's probably fair. I think I think there is also an argument to be made as well, though, in that a good performer um, will transcend that, and it's the reason why you'd be excited that, for it, instance, it is. Mark Hamill, because yeah. he's not going to show up and just like yes, you're expecting him to be. The creation of the voice, you would expect to sound something like his Joker, but you know the character is going to be something completely different. Yeah. And, and that's um, the thing. Like, I mean, as as an actor, you expect them to do that. No, that's that's their job. That's what they do for a living. But it's the baggage you bring with those characters. And I think that, and the, the flip side of that is that you want to announce the fact that Mark Hamill's playing Skeletor because you want that recognition. You want the people to be excited about that, so they'll t- they'll tune in. So I get why they do it. it. Just it's one of those. It's always left me cold. Yeah, which I could do um, with right now because it's like five million degrees in this fucking room. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, for me, I was excited as soon as I heard there was going to be a new Masters of the Universe animated show. Yeah. I was, I was double excited when I heard obviously Kevin Smith was doing it. Um, I was even more excited uh, then when they announced the cast, and you just yeah. look at it, and and that's what pushed it over the edge for me. But that's because I have a great deal of respect for just about all of these performers. I mean, Alan Oppenheimer is in the cast of the new one. He's not playing Skeletor, but he is in the cast. Um, and then yeah, you've got Mark Hamill, you've got fucking Sarah Michelle Gellar. As, as Tina, which there's there's a ticket sold for me straight well, yeah. away, if nothing and, else. And this, this is it. I mean, this is this is. I mean, I I I blow hot and cold on this. I know so not that the fact that there was a new one coming was it was exciting. The Kevin Smith was doing it was exciting, um, and then the, so the cast was really, and yeah, that was great. I was thinking, yeah, that's brilliant. And then over time, because I can't remember when the cast announcement was. It was a long time ago. It was, yeah, it was ages ago. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, over time, that's kind of ticked and ticked and ticked to a point. I'm like, right, okay, I have no. By now, I have certain expectations. Yeah. And the logical part of my brain says those expectations are wrong, you fucking moron, because you haven't made the show. It'll be what it is. But the other part of me is thinking that whatever they are, they're not going to live up to my expectations because A, I have expectations of the cast, and B, I have expectations based on this, this show. 80s show, which isn't anywhere near what this is going to be. And the trailers have shown us this is going to be so, as far fucking removed as they've ever been. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they're adamant that actually it is very close in, in tone to the 80s show and is set in that world and is a sequel. So, but I mean, I mean but again, that's, looking at it, you know, you look at it, yeah. it's, it's 40 years worth of animation progress. Yeah. You know, and even uh, little things like that, just so you t- it takes you thinking, okay, well, they're setting up, even if they are setting it to say, you know, in, in that timeline, that universe, wherever it may be, and that's fine, but it still doesn't look like my He Man. It's not going to sound like my He Man. Am I reading too much into this? The answer is probably yes. I, I can guarantee that come Friday evening, I will be absolutely spent. Yeah. I, I think. You know, as I was saying with with the show in general earlier on, there is just something. There's a certain amount of it that's just tied to nostalgia. It is mm. the it's the sound of He Man's footsteps. It's the sound of the magic being reflected. It's the yeah. score. It's the way his hair bobs. It's all of these stupid things that are so deeply ingrained in my psyche. Yeah. Because I watched them so much as a kid and played and made my own stories as a kid. You know, He-Man just feels like my childhood. And if this, like, this show isn't going to be that because it's not going to be those sound effects and it's not going to be that animation style. But I think, I think the difficulty is in then capturing the the essence of the show without those things. And what that leaves you with, because they didn't have the overarching narrative then, what that leaves you with is those characters. And you know, as I say, that was the exciting thing about the show. Taking all of the nostalgia out of it, that was the exciting thing for me is fucking hell, this week there's Stratos. Next week there's Ram Man. 
next week there's moss man you know and it very rarely did you see these characters more than once or twice to be honest because yeah. there were so many other ones to throw in um but you know you'd, you'd have a toy that you were playing with that was a really favorite character so when he when he showed up on screen it was amazing you know it's, it's akin to the kind of thing that goes on in the mcu now where all of a sudden a fucking random character that you've been following in the comics for the last 40 years suddenly makes this screen debut and you know, and, and you know it might be for fucking 10 seconds in the latest film yeah. and a throwaway thing but you go fucking hell it's it's the reason why i argue all day long that i get value out of the warner brothers dc movies because do you know what mm. actually seeing this shit on screen being treated with a bit of respect is enough for me yeah. um and, and i think that's what i'm going to be looking for at the new show because that's what i get out of this show now what i get is the is the love for the characters and the sheer nostalgia hit what i don't get is any real entertainment value if i'm perfectly honest um and there's certainly there's very little cultural value in it either no, like i said I mean, there's there's some progressive stuff in there and, and in the toy line but it's not smart and it's not no, trying to be it, it's not i mean in terms of entertainment value they're very much one and done so you could you can literally throw it on to, and 20 minutes later okay fine yeah, I enjoyed it. That twenty minutes has been a good time, but I'm not really that fucking. No, I don't have to go out and stick another one. I'm not desperate to know what happens next because there's no fucking through line. There's no narrative arc anyway, so I can literally say, right, I can throw one on, and once it's done, that left scratch an itch or it won't. But beyond that, I don't really care. Um, they, no, as I, I've enjoyed the couple I've watched today, but am I going to sit down and watch 130 episodes of 20 minutes of pop? Am I bollocks? Yeah, no, no. I mean, weirdly, you know, when we went back and watched Shira. Um, we said the complete opposite, if I remember rightly. You know, we were surprised how much of a through line there was there and how much yes. of an ongoing story there was. And that, but of course, that came later. Yeah, that was um, a couple of years later. And by which point, I mean, they'd seen the success they had with He Man, but also they, you know, there was a turning tide where actually, you know, you did have shows at the same time as He Man. You had Jace, you had Ulysses, uh, you had Cities of Gold, you had these these shows all of a sudden which which were giving you a throw line. It's no, it's giving the it's giving the kids a book to watch. Yeah, and, and it's you know, and it's then that we even started to build the He-Man universe. Yeah, within that show, you know, it's where we really started to properly see the Horde, and then understand the link with Skeletor and things like that. Yeah. And then you get the Christmas special where that comes in even more, you know. So, so I think again, the, the world means more to me now as an adult than the show, but yeah, the show will always be special for yeah. me, and, and, and untouchably special is the thing. We, you know, when we were talking about Bagpuss, and I said how. Oh, how wonderful that is to me and, and how that takes me to a special place as well there is there is always just this little part of and it, it's the the only word i can use to describe it there is this little part of my fucking soul that belongs to he-man and the masters of the universe because it was the first thing that i was exposed to that ever really got me this excited and this wound up about something and that i couldn't wait for the next figure to come out and i couldn't wait for the yeah. next episode and i wanted to know everything about every character you know in the way that kids are with pokemon now and the yeah. way that i kind of am with pokemon now but yeah um <laughs> but yeah I, I get that i i do i do see that and i mean i think that the telling thing is that 40 years or nearly 40 years later this this show is still having that effect whereby we're, no, we are saying right okay the original show isn't great but based on the fact that i loved it nearly 40 years ago and all the stuff that's come with it and all the baggage has come since then there's a new fucking show. There's new episodes coming on Friday. Yeah, uh, we, and we are now days away. Yeah, I mean, by the time this airs, we will have watched the entire fucking run. Yeah. And it's also, like, you know, let, let's not forget that, like, yeah, the show isn't great. It's not bad, but it's mm. not great. 
But there are other shows that we've gone back and watched that we loved that aren't bad and aren't great. But actually, we've taken nothing from. And again, I come back to the yeah. raccoons that I, that I yeah. used to love as a kid. And then we put it on and it just left us going. Yeah. I don't think we were that generous about it, were we? No, I, and this isn't that. You know, I, I still love He-Man. I still get excited at the transformation sequence. You know, I still I still laugh at Orko, even though he's occasionally annoying. I still get pumped when the music plays. And that's mm. that's enough. That's what it's about. That's mm. what nostalgia is. And that's what that's what this show has always been about. It's going back and, and rediscovering this and seeing if they hold up. And like, yes, sometimes we go back and we we find that these shows are a lot more intelligent than we gave them credit for as a kid. They're a lot better written. You know, mm. they've got they've got things to say about the culture of the time. This does none of that. It's just He-Man just throwing stuff, throwing stuff and being a bit of a smug twat whilst Skeletor tries every evil scheme possible, calls people yeah. bungling boobs, yeah. does his amazing laugh. I mean, and I, everybody I runs did, around in furry pants. Yeah, like, the one thing I did pick up earlier in the, the Castle of Heroes episode, I, I, um, but I, is that um, the, the, the would-be villain in that um, who's testing He-Man, he starts a forest, he magically starts a forest fire. So that, so He-Man lands the uh, the Wind Rider next to a river. He pulls a boulder out of the way, so, the, so then the river is flowing off its natural course. Sticks his hands in it and all shoots over his fucking head and puts out this massive forest fire. Now, only in a cartoon like He-Man and possibly Johnny Bravo could you get away with that. But, but I mean, that's fucking hilarious. That's and the thing, isn't it? Johnny Bravo would play that ironically for laughs, but if He-Man yeah. just goes, nah, fuck it, he can just do this. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And like, he um, he did that. He, I think there were three things he had to do. One, he, they were being chased by some enchanted fucking snowballs or ice balls. So he got Orko to drive the fucking thing while he jumped off and slammed it. By slam the door, I mean he punched a mountain and made it cause a landslide to cover up a fucking cave entrance so that these things didn't get them. Nice. Simply, you know, forward thinking, he man, how are you going to get out? Oh, it's fine. It just happened. There's there's another entrance the other side. There's another way out the other side. It's fine. And then that had an enchanted door which was slamming down at a rate of knots. And as soon as he gets there, it comes down like once every thirty seconds, and he catches it. And it's like anything else, you'd be calling absolute bullshit. You are. You absolutely would. Like if if we were doing. Uh, and we will next week if we were doing Masters of the Universe on Better Than Mario. But if we were looking at this cartoon rather than the film, yeah. like we would be calling bullshit every 10 seconds. We're like, this oh, is fucking ridiculous. This makes no sense. But and, I, and I'm aware this isn't a reasoned argument. OK, but it gets a huge pass for all of that because it just makes me feel like a kid again because I watch it and just go, yeah, of course, He-Man can do that because he's He-Man. But it's the thing, it's, it's, it's the baggage you bring with it, isn't it? Is that that's, that's what you've grown up with He-Man being able to do. Yeah. And uh, the fact it's on another planet, so you think, well, physics doesn't work the same, therefore, yeah, fuck it, why not? Why not? Why can't he do that? Yeah. Why can't he do that? And it looks fucking awesome, and that's what he needs to do this week, so it's fine. Yeah. It's the Batman Shark Talent, isn't it? It's, yeah, that's it what he needs at that, at that given moment. That's what he has to do. So he's going to fucking do it. Why not? Yeah, yeah. And, and and it's fine. Look, that's what this show is. It is 20 minutes of nonsense like that. And look, I'm fine with that. I'll dig it out once every couple of years. I'll 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 read about it more than I watch it, to mm. be honest. Yeah. I read the law more than I watch it. But I'll dig it out every couple of years. I'll throw some episodes on and it'll do me. But I will continue to do that for the rest of my life because I don't think there is anything else that gives me the nostalgia hit that this does instantly. Like I said, as soon as the disc goes in mm. and you just hear, he man, I'm just like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, like I remember toy adverts as well, um, where like, you know, that was your, that was your in. You had the, you know, he man, and it, it flashed the, the, um, the, the, the he man logo up yeah. and then it was straight into the toys punching each other. 
Yeah. And it was like, yeah, fucking sold. Gimme, 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 gimme. Gimme all the toys, and then I'll buy all of them again in six months' time because the legs would have fallen off. All yes. Of them, because yeah. they're held on by fucking, fucking rubber bands. bands. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that was an issue. Um, but the, the vehicles actually held up pretty well. So I've still got the um the two that I mentioned earlier on. The castles we got rid of. I think when we moved house, I was about I would have been about twelve. My brother would be about fifteen. So it was at that point, it was like don't get fucking played with anymore they're up in the attic gathering dust we'll just you know, not move them with us we'll leave them out for the uh leave them out for the special collections people to take and um, send them down the gypo camp so yeah. i'm not to say that am i um but we did grow up on the edge of a gypsy site so you know it's, uh, that's where stuff went it ended up anything you left out that's where it went if you didn't leave it out they just break in and steal it anyway exactly. um, <laughs> um but just uh, kidding for any any travelers that may be listening we love you really yeah especially once you know where we live just humor please don't burn my house down yeah um, um but yeah so i mean it was it was that sort of thing and like yeah we i said we had um i said we had quite a lot of the toys i said we still have some of them um i hadn't i'd never put them together but i've read it this, um, this evening that one of the conditions of it being broadcast in the uk is that they weren't allowed to advertise the toy line either side of the show i knew this i did know this because of monopoly laws yeah it's fucking mental isn't it? yeah it was and it, I, I assumed that was in the us when i read it but no that was here and it was basically because it was on it was on itv wasn't it itv He-Man, so yeah. you couldn't advertise you couldn't advertise he-man toys during citv like during the children's block you could advertise before provided he-man wasn't the first show on and you could advertise after provided it wasn't the last show on but you couldn't advertise during citv or either side of an episode it's fucking crazy isn't it yeah, but then i it? bet but then i bet like that advertising space when E-Man was on, was worth a fucking fortune. Anyway. Oh, I just thought so. I mean, even then, I mean, no. But you, you look at it now and you look at um, that stuff like Milkshake on Channel 5 and they will advertise every fucking toy under the sun. And if, yeah. if Peppa Pig's on for an hour, they'll advertise Peppa Pig for an hour. Yeah. They don't give a fuck anymore um, because most people aren't watching terrestrial TV and if they are, they're not watching it live. They're skipping ads and stuff. So they don't really, they, they say, well, fuck it. We need advertisers, so let's get them on TV. Um, but yeah, I, I hadn't realised that until tonight that that was, a, that was such a big thing for them. Yeah, I mean, they, they didn't really need to advertise those toys anyway. Everybody oh, they advertised themselves. Yeah. The same with Transformers. Yeah. Because whatever they turned into, I wanted. It could have yeah. turned into a fucking cabbage. Yeah. It's a Transformer, I want it. Again, He-Man was the same. It was just how awesome those figures were. I remember, and I can't remember the name of these. I think they were the Meteoroids, I want to say, or something like that. But there was there was a line of them that, were just, that just turned into rocks. They were basically right. like Transformers, but they folded up into rocks. They were fucking incredible. Um, I, I love those toys. And it, I did nothing other than <laughs> the figure folded up into a rock, and then you could chuck it at people. You weren't supposed to. It wasn't for throwing at people, but it was big and fucking heavy. So it was fun to throw Why else is it going to turn into a rock? Right? Right? <laughs> what else are you supposed to fucking do with it? I forget what they were called. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm not familiar. I, I would probably know them if I saw them. Oh, you definitely would. I promise you'd see it. And like we haven't even talked about the Snake Men figures either. They were yeah. fucking incredible. You know, with the mouths open and the chests popped down, and they yeah. were fucking awesome. The action figures were just incredible. Uh, and that's one thing that the cartoon did very well was was translate that. You know, they made those characters move, and that's that was enough for me. Yeah, they weren't called meteoroids. No, no. What were I, they called? I don't know, but I've, I've just Googled meteoroid, meteoroids, meteoroids, toys, meteoroid action figures, and nothing's coming up. I'm just getting shit about actual meteoroids. Unless we know who's interested in that. Fucking called. Um, hang on. Masters <laughs> of the Universe 
Talk about yourselves, listeners. <laughs> yeah, we'll cut this bit out probably. Uh, rock. That's it. Rock, it. Right, they were rock warriors. So rock nothing warriors. like meteorites. They were right, called the okay. rock warriors. Um, right. They right. Ah, oh, of course, it was called Rock On. Obviously, Rock On. Um, oh, I remember that fucker. Awesome. Awesome. I remember that fucker. Yeah, and it just folded up and you fucking threw it at people. It was wicked. I loved that toy. <laughs> what was really cool was when you fought him with Modulock because you built Modulock up and then you fucking Smashed threw it. Yeah, you threw the rock at it and that was them fighting. Yeah. These are the things that this cartoon made possible. This is what this generation is missing. Yeah, it absolutely is. I cannot imagine my two coming up with something like that. It's because something like fucking Peppa Pig doesn't lend itself to that kind of imaginative play. No, it doesn't. And there's, there's so, I mean, the problem is that they've gone, obviously, there's so much more work being done on child development and things like that now. So instead of having like a three hour block in the afternoon or a two hour block after school where it's like, this is your kid's TV for the day. And it doesn't matter if you're five or you're 14, this is what you're fucking watching. This is it. Yeah. Now you've got you know, CBBS, which is for like preschool up to like the age of five. Then you've got CBBC, which is for older kids up to about the age of eleven. And no, they've gone down the route of saying, right, we're going to dilute everything and make everything age appropriate. But actually, what you'll find is that if you deprive kids of the opportunity to see stuff like that, I mean, my no, my kids can't sit still and watch a twenty minute show. Yeah. Well, they might occasionally, but they'll watch the same one over and over again. They won't. Like, they won't try anything new. When I was a kid, if that TV was on, I was fucking having it. And I would watch every bastard thing under the sun. And it didn't matter if it was He-Man or Thundercats or Full House or Who's the Boss or fucking uh, Three's Company. I would watch any fucking thing. Yeah. Because that's no, that, that's how it worked. And I mean, I haven't for a while, but I do occasionally get accused of, of being Canadian. I grew up on American TV. So a lot of my mannerisms, a lot of my, uh, vocab- my vocabulary comes from American TV. Mm. And like, my kids now, they'll you know, they watch... They're getting better, but they'll only watch a certain type of thing, and it's all British stuff, and it's all very much of a very of a particular type. And you go, fuck it, now broaden your horizons, watch fucking Round the Twist. Yeah, no, yeah, watch, watch something that's not fucking. No, I mean, what are we, what are we on today? So it's first day of the summer holidays yesterday, and we had four hours of Captain Underpants. Jesus. Um, yeah, and today I've been working up here because I hid. Um, I was I was downstairs yesterday because uh, Tori had a meeting, so I was like, I'll 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 watch him. It's fine. You go do your meeting upstairs in peace. Fuck that. Tomorrow I'm going yeah. back to the office. Um, but yeah, it was like four hours of Captain Underpants followed by like two hours of Barbie, and it's like no, that's rough. Um, I have headphones. It's fine. Um, but it's that type of thing. But they no, they'll they'll latch onto something, and then you try to introduce them to new stuff, and it's like oh, I don't want, I don't like that. Oh, I don't want to watch that. I like it, but I won't watch this instead. And they yeah. go back to watching the same half dozen episodes of something they've watched before. Whereas, let's you know, I mean, I, I know part of it's down to choice that like we didn't have choice. We had four channels. Um, if you had cable or satellite, you had slightly more, but there still wasn't a great fucking deal on. Yeah. Whereas now you have 200 channels, you have Netflix, you have Amazon, you have fucking whatever else we've got, Disney. You're just so spoiled for choice that actually it, it gets a bit overwhelming. To a point where I think with my two now that they, they wouldn't they wouldn't think of trying something new just because it's unfamiliar. And it's just like sensory overload. It would be something else they have to watch in its entirety. And they can't just dip in and out. Yeah, yeah. I, I And I think that's... There's something that's been lost there along the way. Like, you're right, for us, we would watch whatever's on. And so we would we would grow to love all of these different shows. And, it, like, a show like this wouldn't be possible if we weren't doing that. Yeah. But then I, I also think there's there's something about the level of 
interaction and play that is encouraged with a show like He-Man or with with Thundercats or or any of those. But He-Man is is the particular one, and um, that isn't encouraged by the likes of Captain Underpants or Peppa Pig or even even the more modern kind of action shows, because. The, <laughs> Again, it comes back to, and, and actually, when you think about it, I guess, you know, I criticize the writing and not having the overarching story, but it's about what's serving the product the best. And, mm. you know, the, the structure that you're given of the horde of the bad guys and your Skeletor and his army as well, and now here's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And every week you're going to have one or two of these fight, one or two of these. Here's 20 minutes that you can go away and act out yourself before yeah. next week well, if you want. Yeah, you've got your toys you can go and do. And whilst, whilst you're doing that, that's going to expand out into your own like i had my own stories that i created with with these fucking toys you know and and, and it's it's encouraged because you've got the blank canvas because the show yeah. itself is just like ah well there's a comet this week and so everything gets fucked up because of the comet and now skeletal has a diamond that can make him disappear and everything gets fucked up because of that and now orko's made the fucking power sword vanish and it, you know it's that basic but yeah. those are the basic level stories but the thing is, you, you can you tell had, yourself. You had the mechanism to do that as well, because, I mean, yeah, you could play it. No, you, you could play it physically. But then you also had the toys. You also had fucking you know, 150, 200 fucking potential action figures yeah. that you could buy. And I'm not saying you'd have all of those, but you might have a He-Man, a Skeletor, or a Teal, or even in a Man-at-Arms, a Beast-Man. You might have half a dozen of each side that you could, play, you could do your fucking battles with. Yeah, and then you you merge them with your Thundercats, and you merge them with your fucking Ghostbusters and your Turtles and everything else, and you have your good army and your bad army, and yeah. you play. You no, know, me and my brother used to do it all the time. We play fucking war. Yeah, to a point where we, you know, especially in school holidays, we would take over the living room. We'd we'd stay with one or other set of grandparents, and there'd be a room they just wouldn't fucking go in for a week because our toys would be everywhere. And then you'd spend hours arguing about who would actually win if He-Man was fighting Mumra or whatever. And then, 40 years later... You do a podcast about <laughs> it. do a podcast about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, and, and that's but the that's thing. That's why we do this. Well, that's it. And I mean, like, now you don't... Nothing, or very little, certainly that's aimed... I mean, mine, mine are both seven at the moment. Um, she's eight shortly. But there's nothing that's been aimed at them that would have been pitched in the same way this was aimed at us when we were younger than them. Everything up until now has no. They haven't had the the massive toy lines, possibly the exception of Paw Patrol, um, which is just painful for whole other fucking reasons. Um, but you don't have these massive toy lines where you have you could have a, a, a punch action He Man and a you know, He Man with different fucking costume this week and all the different variations. You don't have that now, with the exception of Paw Patrol, which I think you do have quite a lot of. You know your Peppa Pigs and your stuff like that don't lend itself to that. No, no, that's As, the thing. And so because of that, kids don't know how to don't know how to play in that way. They don't have that thing which says, actually, I can go off and do this. And I, I said, I've, I've mentioned this in a blog I wrote a while ago that, that my kids, they did it once, once or twice, whereby they, they were, again, they were playing with Paw Patrol and they have so, so fucking many versions of all the dogs. And there's a there's a boat version, and a flying version, and a truck version, and a fucking cowboy version, an Indian version, a construction version, all of this shit. Um and so they could do that, and actually they were they used to play out episodes, so they'd recreate what they'd seen in an episode, and then only once I caught them doing it, but they were they were actually making up a story as they went along. Yeah, and I thought, fucking hell, that's what I used to do. Yeah, that's what that's... me and our kid used to do all the fucking time. That's how we entertained ourselves. Like, we didn't have fucking playstations. Like, we had a, a ZX Spectrum, which, if my mother wasn't playing Call of the Cleaner all the fucking time, then you no, know, we might get a look in, but we didn't really get a look in that much, and we you know, we certainly weren't allowed to be on it all day. So we we had to entertain ourselves, and if we were out in the garden playing football or on our bikes or playing with toys, we you know, we could entertain ourselves. Well, uh, my two now, if you say right, there you go. There's all the toys you own, 
you can make as much mess as you want, make as much noise as you want, they wouldn't know what to fucking do. And no. I'm I'm bored. I, what how does this work? What do I do with that? And they just end up fucking no. They just end up recreating stuff they've seen them do on TV and say, fuck, use your imagination. Yeah, that and that's the key, isn't it? I think that's what keeps us coming back to these shows as adults ourselves. Mm. It is throwing back to those times that we had. But I think that's also what's really uniquely special about He-Man. Like, yeah, we can we can play Thundercats, we can play Turtles, we can play all sorts. But again, you know, when you when you're playing Thundercats or you're playing Turtles, you are playing out an episode almost, or you're playing out the story that you know. You yeah. know, you you know what their quest is, you know why yeah. they're doing it. With He-Man, I always felt like it was just like, well. They haven't got a this, class to fucking they got, with it. Yeah, they're just fighting each other for whatever reason because this is the way that the bad guys have, have cocked things up this week and yeah. this is how He-Man's going to save the day. And sometimes it was Skeletor and sometimes it was just Evil Lynn and sometimes it was just Beastman. Sometimes it was all of them. Yeah. Um, you know, What was the one, I can't believe I can't think of his name now, that you could stick on to things? I don't know. I can't ah, remember. Fuck, I can't believe I can't remember his name. But you just had a sticky pad, and you you yeah. just, just stick him onto windows. <laughs> rubbish. He was rubbish. He was uh, rubbish. Yeah, no, I can't think. I, I'll I'll have to look now. I can't fucking see. He was so bad. But even like shit like that, you know, you could yeah. you could stick him onto things and then knock him off from things. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just looking through, and I've just found the uh, the one you were talking about with the mechanical elephant head. His name was Snout Spout. Snout Spout. That's it. They should have called all- him Cocknose. It's a hose nose they used to call him in 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 Shira. Um, yeah, snout spout is his official. Yeah, yeah, but they used to call him hose nose as like a. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Don't ever Google He Man suction toy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Um, but he was unbelievably. I can't believe I didn't think of that. Just called leech. Um, uh, not sucker. No, just just leech. Um, but he does kind of look like a flashlight. Now I look at him. Um, <laughs> and, and having having typed in He-Man suction toy, I've seen things that I never, ever want to see ever again. Um, it's The internet's a crazy place, listeners. Be careful yeah. what you Google. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. Especially if you're on a public computer or a work computer. Yeah. So, so Leech, you would literally just lick him and stick him onto things. And, and he would just... Oh, f- yes. I fucking remember that one. Like, again, just the sheer level of insanity. And, and then he'd show up in an episode and he couldn't do much other than stick to things. Yeah. And he had sharp teeth because he was a leech. But it's like the possibilities that you had with these <laughs> toys were endless. And that's what's magical about this show. It's not it's not the best animated show no. of the time. It's not, it's, you know, it's not the best scored, even though the score is very good. Certainly not the best performed, even though some of those performances are iconic. It's all good enough. Yeah. But... The whole, taken as a whole, those characters and that character design and that world that was created is just fucking wonderful. And I can't wait to see more of it this week. And I'm re- actually really excited that as much as I know it's one of the worst films I've ever seen, not to bury the lead, I'm really excited to watch the film for next week as well, because I'll never not be excited. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember I had I didn't see it in the cinema because I was too young, but I had this on VHS, like a proper fucking ahead of Christmas. It was the, the proper fucking actual store bought version, not taped off TV with adverts and shit. It was the proper fucking one. And I remember being ridiculously excited and watched it probably about a thousand times. Yeah. To a point where it wasn't He-Man, but I didn't care because it was He-Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. and, just like the Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, I mean, I I still have the VHS in my parents' house. Unfortunately, I don't have a VHS player anymore, so I'm gonna have to fucking buy it. 
Uh, but yeah, so I mean that's going to be yeah, that's going to be it for this week. But I mean I think possibly I'm kind of moving into wrapping up really. I mean, you, as you're saying there, no, this is a show that it was based on a toy line, and in the past we've railed like Transformers, Mask, all these other shows whereby they they've existed to sell toys. This is no fucking different. This was this was the but this was this the is, one. This was yeah, the this blueprint. is the fucking pinnacle of it. This, no, this was, is like yeah. we we have we have a toy line. We want it to sell, so let's make some fucking cartoons. Yeah. And for some reason, despite the fact that we've fucking railed on excuse me on other things, we've railed on masks, we've railed on Transformers for this. I actually don't give a fuck that He Man did it. No, and and it's because again, it's because of the sheer just ingenuity in in those character designs, the sheer level of inventiveness and just balls to the wall mental attitude that they had of just like yeah. why why can't we make a fucking fleshlight on legs and call it leech why not well Let's well this is the thing and I, I mean if you look at you look at this kind of like, why can't we have fist or why can't we have a guy with a giant fist yeah why not whereas you look at you no know, transformers they all turn into real things they turn into cars and lorries and planes and guns and helicopters and whatever else um i'm sure if we did it no now they turn into fucking toasters and microwaves and fax machines and photocopiers and all this sort of shit um same as masks they all turned into real world things so yeah okay that was a bit cool and you, had, you know you had a car that turned into a giant robot fantastic but i saw that last week and the week yeah. before and the week before you had a lorry that could transport the fucking cars that were turning into robots whereas this you had a fucking giant bee yeah, you had a guy who could crane, his, who could who could twist his body and make his neck, you know, twice the size of his torso, so he could suck himself off. You know, yeah, you, you had a guy who literally his name was Fisto. Yep. You know. it's, <laughs> you you had you had this weird paradox of a main villain who has since been explained, but originally was a skeleton head on a giant on a fucking roided body. body, like Skeletor again. Even as the character design of Skeletor is is just fucking wonderful because he looks like he shouldn't exist. Yeah, you know. You you had you had Beastman, which is a character then that was ripped off. I don't know how many times yeah. and how many other like there was always after that some sort of wild bipedal beast type character. But Beastman was the first through the gate. This was before Monkeyan, and this was. I was going to say they modelled Monkeyan and um, Jackman on it quite clearly. Quite yeah, yeah this, this was before those. This was before you had Bebop and Rocksteady as well. You know, this was. This, was, this the was, one. was this was the one. This is where it starts. You know, even let's just say, even looking at Evil Lynn, like there is a. There is a certain kind of look within sword and sorcery and within high fantasy now yeah. for like an evil priestess that is just it's evil Lynn. Yeah, like fucking, fucking bodices and headgear. Yeah, that's you know that kind of vaguely almost uh, kid friendly S and M essentially. That's <laughs> but I mean with a bit you're of right, it, it does pop up. But I mean I going through um, a book for a project that we're going to do shortly, which I'm not going to talk about too much that we were, t- that we were talking about yesterday. Um, mm. But there's a character in there who is draped over a rock and she's wearing what is basically described as fucking S&M gear. Yeah. And this is a book from 1987. Yep. And, and, and it's all here. You can see the genesis of all of this. And as I say, this is where a lot of my issue with high fantasy comes from, because I look back at this stuff and go, yeah, but Masters of the Universe was that, but it was cooler because yeah. it was fucking crazy yeah and it's the only thing i'll come away with crazy. is that at least at least they moved away from furry pants yes because the furry pants are not good that's not no. a good look although they're back in the new one so well, everybody's in furry pants maybe but there'll again, be a renaissance maybe again, they'll that, uh, have a resurgence i don't think we can credit he-man for this because conan was already in existence yeah true but that is that is the look of a barbarian isn't it that is a yeah, barbarian the long, the long and the fucking, yeah the, 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 the almost the, the leather or the pelted armor over the over the chest yeah. and the, yeah. 
exactly exactly so so much of it is is iconic now not just to to us as people who grew up with it but it, it's kind of ingrained itself in culture yeah it's kind of the zeitgeist isn't it you see a barbarian that's what barbarians look like yeah exactly you see a, you see a priestess that's what they look like yeah and it you know I think credit needs to be given to E-Man for, if not inventing that, at the very least popularising it yeah. amongst a generation of children that are now going on to make these things themselves. And yes. so that is our touchstone. What does a barbarian warrior look like? Well, he looks like He-Man. Yeah. What does an evil priestess look like? Well, it looks like Evil Lynn. Yeah. Like, that's, what does a mutant look like? Well, it looks like Beastman. That's yeah. that's how these things... What, what does a fucking merman look like? Looks like fucking Merman. Yeah, funny that. Like, I mean, it's, it's quite. It actually, I mean, c- coming back to the reference I made earlier with, with Power Rangers, if you think of um, the original series, um, or sorry, the original iteration, where I think there were, t- there were a couple of seasons of it, where you had Narita Repulsor and Lord Zed, and again, no, they did they had the Green Ranger, White Ranger thing. That you look at, the, you look at those. Like Rita Repulsor was an evil Lynn clone, just without with a fucking burlap sack over her, rather than yeah. the uh, rather than the bodice. But yeah. you know, again, the hair and the you know, the cackle and the sort of the powers. Lord Zed was a fucking jacked up dude like Skeletor with a staff. He yeah. just had a face, yeah. although you couldn't see it because it was behind armor. But you know, even even now that we've moved into things, and like, I mean, Power Rangers is one that as they've evolved, their villains have kind of changed and become a bit more goofy and a bit more weird. I know saying that about Power Rangers is a bit fucking. We, you know, a bit self self fulfilling anyway, um, but uh, yeah, the, the, like that original run, you can see fucking He Man in that. Mm. Certainly in the villains, not so much in in the Power Rangers, but you look at like fucking Goldar and the other one. They again, Beast Man and fucking Monkey and and no, that's where the basis is. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, it's like I said, it's not. I, I can't sit down and tell anybody that hasn't seen it before to go and watch it for a good time because. If you come into it and you've never seen it before, you've got to look at it. Especially well, if you're our age. Yeah, you've got to look at it, go, it. What the fuck is this? But if you're our age, there's no way you've not seen He-Man. Not unless you've I'll lived under a rock for the last 40 years. Um, so I can't say look at it because it's a good show in the, say, in the same way that I would say go and watch Bagpuss because it's wonderful. Or, you know, Especially go and watch... If you want to sleep. If, yeah, or go and watch Jace or Ulysses mm. because they tell really interesting stories. But I could definitely say go and watch He-Man... Because you've never seen anything like this, but you have and probably seen really a million haven't. things like it since. Yeah, is it, but yeah, but you, 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 but yeah, even the things you've seen like it since, you've seen things that have elements of it. Yeah, well, that's that's what I mean. You'll have seen, but I, people will have taken bits out of it to make yeah. them, you know, to put in different things. Uh, so you will pick up pretty much all of He-Man through other things you've watched without realizing. So if you were to go back having never seen it, being you no know, being thirty plus, you'll watch this and go. Oh fuck! They did that in Power Rangers. They did that in fucking Thundercats or whatever. And you look at oh, that's where they had it from. But when you see it all together as well in this yeah. glorious bonkers hole. Oh yeah. Then there's just something about it that just instantly makes you go, "That's fucking crazy!" And, mean, and you'll stick with it for for twenty minutes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I would have watched as I I think over the course of the last couple of days I've watched five episodes. So what's that fucking two hour, an hour and change? Um, and I can't say that fucking bothered me. I didn't. I didn't feel like that was a struggle for time. You know, I could have. I'm not saying I would have gone and watched another fucking 128 episodes or whatever it was going to be, but it, you know, it was. It was there, and I was. I was looking. Oh fucking hell, that's not. That's where a lot of my shit comes from. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and yeah, yeah. I, I'm the same. Like I, I watch it relatively, I guess, semi regularly, but I don't watch long runs. As I, say. Yeah. I watch a couple of episodes, and I'll be done. I enjoy the fuck out of them. But I don't take really any value other than 
I used to fucking love this. And oh look, there's Manny faces and there's Roboto and there's and, and so it's that. And, and sometimes I will literally do that. I'll pull an episode out and go, ah, oh, that one's got Leech in it. I'm gonna watch yeah. that one. That one's got Moss Man. I'm gonna watch that one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for, for me it's it's definitely been something that I've enjoyed rewatching, possibly because I haven't rewatched that much of it. And it's mm. been about 15, 14, 15 years since I did watch any of it in earnest. And so that was because we were waiting for stuff to render and it took all fucking day. Um, so we were probably drinking at the same time as well. Um, but yeah, I've, I've come out with this really enjoying it and going, right, I will pick up more of this. I'm not going to sit down and say, right, I'm going to watch the entire fucking run mm. because I don't have time. But I, no, it's, I'm not certainly not going to leave it another 15 years before I pick it up again. The one thing I will say, and, and so coming back to what you were talking about, where you know, there may or may not be drugs involved, um, just because it's so frenetic and so fucking wild and so crazy. To me, this is the be here now of TV shows. It's testimony yeah. to what people on a, people, a room full of people on drugs can do. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> and if you weren't on drugs, please don't sue me. I'm pretty sure they were on drugs. I'm pretty sure we're safe to say some of those people would have been on drugs. But <laughs> hey, look, if you're one of those people and you weren't, or you know those people and you weren't, then let, let us know. know. Yeah, get in touch. We'd love to talk to you. But we're pretty sure you were all on drugs. And if you were those people and you were all on drugs, let us know. Get in touch. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, I've not really got much else to say about that. I mean, it's it's been uh, certainly an enjoyable afternoon watching stuff. Um, and I, I would I would recommend people pick up bits. I haven't got particular episodes. I'd recommend people go and find. It's not as if you have to watch them in order, or you have to you no. Know, you can't no, watch you one can without the other. You can literally just go twenty minutes. Right, that'll yeah. do. Drop in anywhere. And if you've only got 20 minutes, you haven't got like 21 and a half, 22, just skip the credits, you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Although if you've never seen them before, watch the credits because it gives you what little backstory yeah. there is. Yeah, it tell, tells stuff. you what the story is. Um, but look, you, you'll fucking pick it up. And if you if you don't, it doesn't matter because it's just all about like... Blonde dude trucking people. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, we'd love to hear your thoughts. I mean, this is something that we obviously feel quite passionate about and something that we've really enjoyed. So... If you have different opinions or the same opinions, whichever, just come back and let us know. Um, we'd love to have a chat with you about it just to see what people uh, remember. Incidentally, before I do wrap up, a colleague of mine, her, she has two cats who are both in their mid to late teens and are really getting on a bit. One is called Cringer, one is called Battle Cat. Amazing. Um, yeah, she's uh, she thought she did think that Cringer was going to die fairly recently, um, but it held on. So she's quite happy. Amazing. That. Well, that's yeah. good news as well. Um, yeah, so but yeah, Cringer, Cringer and Battle Cat, and they've they've lasted longer than most cats. So happy days. Amazing. Um, but yeah, so um, completely threw me off point there, which is my own fault. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, get in touch. Let us know what you um, what your thoughts of the show are um, on Twitter at SMPDPod, on Facebook and YouTube with the Devil Down Podcast Network. Uh, you can go to our website ddpodcast.net where you can find our previous episodes and other shows as well. Wherever you get your podcast from, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon Music. If there are any problems, uh, go to our website because we're having some some issues with uh, with the feeds to so those uh, third-party providers um but yeah wherever you get parts from like share subscribe leave some messages back to you as best we can until next time i have the power.